0: i so confused by the sound. Of my computer recently. I don't yeah. know. I think I'm losing my mind. Oh, know. same
1: for like, sure. It's May. Yeah, like we're all losing our minds.
0: <laughs> Here we go. What oh, is shoot. time? What is time? <laughs> <laughs> is but a construct.
1: That's not a
0: putri. <laughs> <Hello.
1: laughs> Welcome to my TED talk.
0: Yeah. Oh shit, we're already recording. Welcome to <laughs> the Pod Charles Synecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. Yeah! What's up? My name is Jonathan Foster, and this is the Pod Charles Cinecast. We're killing it. We're living at large. Yeah, we're it large. Uh yeah. I'm I'm here, and also someone else is here. It is
1: Ariana and answer. My daughter. Hey Dad, what's good?
0: I'm alright. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> You're a little bit at large. You're in this KMH Jewelers sort of thing. I forgot yeah. that we were supposed to record a podcast right now. I yeah, just got Howie, is,
1: Howie got me to watch the store because he's you know dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I'm all right. Like it's been better lately, even though the world's gone a bit to shit. But it's one of those things where like I'm finding that delicate balance between sort of taking care of myself and doing like enjoying things for myself a little bit and sort of being cautious and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah true Uh, how are things on the other side of the world
0: Man, i'm uh up and down like a roller coaster um which is cool uh i always enjoy being like a roller coaster i don't know it's the podcast is fun this is keeping me sane yeah <laughs> uh because otherwise um yeah I don't know I, I'm, uh, if I'm alone in my thoughts too much and not talking to people about movies or yeah. or stuff yeah. uh and uh yeah it's not not fun but it's okay though we're we're yeah. we're doing fine <laughs> um but yeah I'm glad you're doing all right we haven't had a chance to catch up actually I just kind of yeah. was just like oh we'll hey, we're recording, we're recording. so um we yeah, it's time, good to see right? you. It's been a couple of weeks.
1: Good to see you too, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, w- what are weeks? You know? Yeah. I don't know. What are they? I
0: mean, that could time have been yesterday. It, yeah. That
1: could have been... I don't... I have no sense of time. I hope... <laughs> did you? I don't know if you heard my mom coughing um, in the other room, but I heard it through my headphones, so I'm a tad bit concerned. <laughs> yeah. But anyway.
0: <laughs> you doing all right yeah. in in that de- compartment, in the, department, in, whatever in that, that is? In compartment,
1: department, in the Corona department. Um... I don't know, I'm getting over, like, I've been sick for the last week or so, but I'm mm. alright now, thankfully, but uh, my mum's just gotten sick, so I'm a bit concerned, shit, what if I gave it to her, and she's not, like, like she she's okay, but she's also, like, we're aware that she's ill, it's one of those things where, like, mm. oh, okay, if this gets any worse, we're going to the doctor, like, right away, because my mum and my dad do, like, they're the ones that go out to grab, like, groceries and things and drop my grandma, like, off and, yeah, do all that other stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well. just like, I think the thing with being in Indonesia right now, since like Ramadan's just finished as well, I had a great Ramadan. Oh, yeah. One, which, like, Happy Ramadan. First, thank you. And the first great one I've had in like four years. So I was like, <laughs> damn, all right, this is a nice change of pace. Um, and then, yeah, Eid rolled around, which is great. But um, the thing about Indonesia during that time of year is that people really do want to see their families, which I get. But at the same time, I think Indonesians have this general knack for disobeying. Uh, the government in the stupidest ways possible so lots of people were just like in droves headed out of the city back to the villages or vice versa and they were just getting stopped and um, being told to turn back and it's just like this whole thing of y'all do we want to get out of our houses yes so stay the fuck in like yeah still so we can all do that later on <laughs> and now the government yeah the government's talking about some new normal thing they want st- us." Start implementing, and I'm like, bro, you know, we're not getting out here till September. Realistically, like, stop playing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, don't kill more people just because you want to make a little bit more money. Like, it's it's there's not going to be an economy if people die. Sorry to get a bit like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's kind of the same here you in know? the UK, to be yeah. honest. So, oh, you love kind of having it, kind of, you? very fun times. Um, yeah, when government officials don't even abide yeah, by the government rules, yeah. so yeah,
1: drive to Durham and all that, um, yeah, eye tests. <laughs> I said, "Jesus, got friends." In so I was kind of just like, "Are you guys okay? It's like, yeah. is this happening?" It's yeah, it's it's all a bit mad. Like, I think it's also yeah. I've been staying off the internet for the last yeah. Days. You you good. took a, yeah. a break, didn't you? I'm taking a break. I think yeah. I'll take it for the next month. Or so. Oh wow! For as long as I can, really. It's, okay, it's it's a lot. I'll stay informed. Like I'll ask you guys. Yeah, I'll ask my brother. What's going on? But you can't really do that because it's your job.
0: Yep, I cannot, and I sometimes really want to, but, you know, uh, not all heroes wear capes. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) That's a horrible joke. Some (laughs)
1: some heroes wear glasses. Um, Yeah.
0: You know, if you're not informed, then uh, you mm might have missed out on things like, you know, the softies, like...
1: Oh, no, that I knew.
0: HBO Agreement or something for future TV shows. So what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, they inked a deal. HBO and A24, I'm into it because they were slated to do a project with Nathan Fielder um, mm-hmm. sometime this year, but obviously plans changed because of the whole Rona thing. Um, oh, that was dismissive. I'm sorry, but um, no, yeah, they're, they're slated to do a bunch of stuff with Nathan Fielder, and I love Nathan Fielder, and I love the Safdies, and I think that marriage between absolute chaos, um, in a very literal sense, and absolute chaos in like the comedic sense is like it's perfect. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for them to do TV. Like, yeah. I'm going to see if, you know, they're hiring. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I really don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'll, I'll flex something. I don't know. That's
0: That's <laughs> actually pretty hilarious because uh I was alerted to this via the Kev guys. Kev Heads guys, Kevheads. Okay. Shout out Kevheads. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, they They uh tagged me in and they tagged you in too, but I think you had already gone
1: Okay, MIA better. on
0: uh Twitter. But I was just like, yeah, yeah will, I'm going to talk to Ariane in a couple of days. So I'll ask her about it, what her thoughts are. And um, also, I did say that you'd probably be looking for a job. So. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so I know you. You're right. Yeah. I know you all too you're well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I'm like, Safety Brothers Project? <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Excuse me? <laughs> well, this is a, a bonus edition of the Podchild Cinecast. It was requested mm-hmm. by Patreon backer Louisa. Uh, Thank you, Louisa. So yeah, Louisa unbelievably upped her Patreon pledge to 25 nice. pounds to become a Good Bagel Boss at the start of all this craziness.
1: Good Bagel Boss. Is that what you called it? Good Bagel yeah.
0: Boss? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know how I do.
1: Yeah, the arch nemesis to Cake Boss.
0: <laughs> but I, I honestly didn't think anyone would actually do that. So thanks so much to Louisa. That's Thank you, so Louisa. cool. So cool. And uh, one of the rewards for the Good Bagel Boss tier on Patreon is that we'll cover a film of your choice. Yes. So, Louisa said, thanks for the Showgirls episode. It was a joy Aww. to listen to. Uh, to keep the Beethoven theme going, I was wondering if you could talk about Robocop. It's one of my all-time favorites, and I was really looking forward to coming to the double bill this month. So, yeah, Louisa, your wish is our command.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, very exciting
0: so this episode is going to be coming out to all you Patreon listeners before the month ends it is kind of technically your monthly Patreon thing but I will post it into the main timeline too just because uh, it's RoboCop and I want people to hear it and also I want people to know hey if you want to support the podcast maybe we'll cover a film of your choice Um, but if you don't that's fine too so if you're listening out there and this is free in the timeline then enjoy this free episode it's a bonus enjoy enjoy it
1: this one's, like, for the OGs, like, if they remember when we both hosted it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: It's a throwback. It's uh, a throwback. <laughs> yeah, we're always doing the OG thing, so, of course, we're doing mm-hmm. the OG Robocop today, but, um... Yes. Arianna and I have discussed privately, and we'll probably continue to discuss some, some fun things that we're going to try to do via the Patreon, so, uh... Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you think that, hey, we're giving all of our Patreon episodes away for free. We're not because no, we'll be back next month with two episodes yes. because yes. we're going to give you our no, normally scheduled program. Mm-hmm. And hey, what did we talk about last month? We're going to do we're
1: going to we're, we're going we're gonna to watch some of uh, <laughs> some of my favorite films of all time. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Um, no, we're, 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 we're going to go real fast. And we're gonna
0: go real furious. Some would say too fast. Too furious. And too furious. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we're gonna do. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna talk about Tyrese for two hours and yeah. John is gonna have to put up with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're doing. We're gonna go that's through not not only just Too Fast Too Furious next yeah. month, but we're gonna be doing like the rest of the Fast and the and Furious that. series. Every yeah. month. Which John hasn't another.
1: seen, by the way. Like yeah. the rest of them. I've
0: seen like up to like the third one? I'm pretty sure I've not seen from four on, so I'm happy to go through the superhero franchise. Yeah, I'm happy to go through when they become superhero gods or whatever they become later (laughs) in the series. They become ninjas. Yeah, whenever the Rock shows up and just becomes (laughs) crazy jungle jungle man, uh, (laughs) jungle cruises jungle cruises right into this fucking (laughs) franchise. (laughs) He is
1: gonna jungle cruise his way. Uh, to save the world
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that's what we're doing we're gonna that's go good. through them all and then once we get done with that we'll try to keep up with some other fun things like for instance I'm going to say something to Arianne right now and I'll probably get cut out <laughs> now we're back <laughs> <Yeah>. I- <laughs> You in that uh, elevator waiting music um, while we yeah. quickly discuss that. But uh, yeah, cool. So let's let's get into Robocop.
1: Yes, let's, let's get into it.
0: We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure
2: to
1: present to you Robocop he's really good he's not a guy he's a machine
0: old detroit has a cancer (laughs) cancer is crime let the woman go you are under arrest You, you better back up pal
2: your move creep what are your prime directives
0: you have the right to
1: remain silent you have the right to an attorney? What is this Anything you say may be used against you.
0: He's a cyborg, you idiot. He recorded every word you said.
2: You're dead. We killed you.
0: His memory's admissible as evidence.
1: You're going to have to kill it.
0: I for God's sake! <laughs> Robocop, the future of law enforcement. Part man, part machine, all cop. The future of law enforcement in a violent, near-apocalyptic Detroit. Evil corporation, Omni Consumer Products, wins a contract with the city government to privatize the police force. After Street Cop Alex Murphy is killed in an armed confrontation with crime lord Bodaker.
1: <laughs> OCP Clarence, uses sorry, Clarence.
0: <laughs> Clarence Butlicker. OCP but I was just about to say that. <laughs> OCP uses his body to support their untested Robocop prototype, a super strong crime fighting cyborg. But when Robocop learns of the company's nefarious plans, he turns on his masters. Oh man. Yeah, this is the OG 1987 sci-fi action film from our favorite Dutch boy, Paul Verhoeven.
1: Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. Hi, what's up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we did Showgirls a couple months Mm -hmm. back. If you're listening to this uh, in the main timeline for free, you should definitely check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, because the Showgirls episode was super fun. It was so much fun. And it's the reason why we're here doing another Verhoeven film. I feel like maybe we should do more Verhoeven as well, just because it's we super should. fun.
1: That would make my <laughs> whole life because he's like my favorite director. <laughs> yeah.
0: You you just finished Robocop like before yeah. we recorded. So, yeah. Um, obviously, you had seen it before, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. seen it. I actually, I've only seen it, I think, twice in my life before at this. So, this is like my third time saw it okay. once as a teenager and then saw it once at the p c c um and then this was like the first time I'd seen it in maybe like two years. I think I might have seen it in twenty eighteen at the Prince Charles or something like that but um i <laughs> I didn't realize how like detached I was from this particular Verhoven film, like I yeah. adore Robocop. I think it's like the commentary is insane and how especially the ones about like media influence and like obviously capitalism and gentrification and like law enforcement privatization in general. But like, yeah. there were so many things that felt so odd to me knowing that Paul Verhoeven did this in the eighties where if it, it felt really obvious and subtle at the same time, every time he was commenting on something, every time the mm-hmm. script was doing something where the performances were doing something. And it was one of those things where I felt really detached from all the characters. Like I, I, to me they were all kind of blank slates apart from maybe robocop but yeah yeah. like robocop in itself like in itself is a blank slate so it's (laughs) the whole thing of like you can't exactly project yourself into any of these characters to know how they feel because one you don't really know much about them and two that's probably the intention anyway but it's so much fun and i forgot how funny it is yeah it's It's one of those things where you're like it's bonkers it's like is this supposed to be funny or are you just trying to mess with us? Because dudes be getting their arms shut off and. and
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: freaking Red Foreman walks into a room going, bitches leave. I was like. <laughs> oh my God. And he's. I, I love Clarence um, Buttlicker. Because um, I think he's probably the funniest character to me, despite me. obviously, we get it. He's, he's a crime lord. But yeah. he reminds me of like a Bill Hader impression. Like yeah, he's really like, yeah, like really high pitched when he walks around. He just says the most ridiculous yeah. shit, and all his he is a silly, are so stupid. He's silly, yeah, yeah. He's, so he's a silly. totally he's silly, a silly uh,
0: baddie. Because when we were watching it, Julia was just like, Oh, how is he the bad no. guy? <laughs> but then he's like,
1: Oh, he's not the bad, bad guy, yeah, yeah. He's not the big bad, even though everything yeah. set it up for him to be the big bad. And I think I would have liked to see him better as the big bad then you kind of realize that oh no he's part of the system so the uh, system's also taking advantage of him being a criminal you know like yeah
0: well but, it says yeah. a lot though because like obviously guys like him he's he's smart and I'll get into him in a little bit yeah. uh, when I get into the cast but like he's obviously like a smart bad guy uh, yeah but at the same time it says a lot about just bad guys in general that like there's always someone batter badder and, yeah. uh, less, you know, the, the, the least likely suspect who should probably always be the number one suspect. Un- suspect
1: yeah, <laughs> It's the whole thing yeah. when you realize that RoboCop is a really great film about white dudes killing each other.
0: Yeah. And giving yeah. zero fucks about the consequences.
1: Su- yeah. It's, it's literally uh, the, a dude blows up a gas station and everybody's fine. <laughs> Barely.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's not your average sci fi 80s action film. Not at all. Uh, not at all. Like, yeah. like I said, it's completely bonkers. Paul Verhoeven directed it, obviously. So it's got yeah. a lot of, I don't know, it's chock full Sand of like thing. shots taken at corporate greed and access. And yeah. as Ariane said, uh, militarized law enforcement and all that. It feels so insanely relevant in today's society. And oh, for I sure. Mean, it's so scary. Yeah. I mean the opening scene with the news anchors talking about like the president's press conference on the the Star Wars orbiting peace platform, and (laughs) And I was was going shaky, and he was like,
1: "Oh god," (laughs) and I was like, "Oh god, that's how a real president talks." Yeah, he talks kind of like, "Oh god,"
0: (laughs) just to (laughs) really imagine like fucking Trump up there, like (laughs) up there.
1: I don't think he can get up there. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, I, I feel like he would. He he's like dumb enough to just be like, yeah.
1: It's like I don't trust it. I don't think it's real. We never landed on the moon. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'll go into space to prove the Earth is flat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! No,
1: and like they had all. I love like the news, like the opening, the closing, the breaks in the middle. I love the commercials. I love the dude that goes, "I'd buy it for a dollar." (laughs) I buy that for a dollar. (laughs) It's that whole thing of I think that really does inform everything you see, sort of in the 90s and into the early 2000s where I think critique on media itself start showing up. And obviously a lot of the stuff in the 2010s owe as much to that in terms of like, I I wouldn't say parody, but more so like, yeah, incorporating one's relationship to media to the actual, like within the actual piece of media you're consuming, which is so utterly fascinating. And I think Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of shit that owes a lot of what it has to Robocop to me at least stuff in, like, the 2000s and, mm-hmm. like, 2010s. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, fuck, I love that scene where um the guy brings out the big robot for the first time and it kills that executive. And then you notice, like, the executive falls back on, like, that model of a city, like, the dream city. And it looks like every other Iron Man model you see <laughs> in those stupid Marvel movies. Yeah. Or, like, in community parodies of Robocop, it's, like, it's it's so subtle but also so, like, poignant. So yeah, I got really film schooly and dicky about that, but yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> right, right, and I, it's so funny. Like guys getting shut up should not be funny. It's yeah, not definitely not. At yeah. all. but
2: yeah. when
1: it's like an exec by a giant robot that growls at it, it's like, huh? This is you serious? <laughs> <laughs> serious? It's yeah, and also like I'm not really the biggest fan of cops. Um,
0: yeah, they're not. So watching, I mean, yeah, you crazy. know, it's it's <sighs> clearly a uh important thing to be talking about, particularly yeah, just especially right now. Right now. Yeah, uh, especially right now. If you've been keeping up with the news.
1: Yeah. Police should be held accountable. Yeah. And you know, like the brutalization of black bodies should not be like, you know, within our media language all the time. It's really, yeah. really like unfair and unhealthy. And it's it's yeah, it sucks. And then you sort of look back on work like Robocop or say Terminator or like you know, shit where you give such authority and autonomy to a quote-unquote machine to do all the enforcing for you. And you sort of think that, like, oh, shit, like, the value of human life isn't even, like, it, it's so difficult to talk about. It's like, yeah, like, the value of human life has been taken out of the equation on the other side, let alone what it's going to do, like, when a, like Robocop is out in the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they they definitely. completely stripped Murphy of his humanity because he was dead. The dude got shot in the head. Yeah. Like
0: I think like, that's pretty important with this film in general, just yeah. because that's like just such a big theme with. Oh, the, for sure. Uh, you know the corporate executives yeah. just like clearly have zero regard for human life and yeah, don't care. Just want to make money. Yeah. So yeah. Well. RoboCop was written by Edward Neumeyer, who would later go on to work on Starship Troopers with Verhoeven. Yes, and Michael also Miner. Grateful. So Neumeyer got the idea when he was working as a story editor for Universal Pictures. Uh, he was visiting the set of Blade Runner, which was over at Warner Brothers lot. Um, So I'm not sure if Neumeier had been hanging around Warner Brothers as well, doing some stuff for them, but he was at the time a story editor and he was supposed to get a job as an executive, but he turned it down because he wanted to start working on RoboCop. Uh, So basically he said that the whole thing with RoboCop was that he was a policeman who was a robot and he was looking at this strange human race. It was like an AI idea, like yeah, yeah. Why are people the way they are? And that was the most science fiction notion of it. Uh, so his pal, Michael Miner who was a music video director, had been working on his own script for a film called Super Cop, which, mm. side note, is the third film in that amazing Jackie Chan uh, police story series. So go check that out because police story is badass. Police story is anyway. sick.
1: <laughs> police story, City Hunter, oh, Jackie <laughs> yeah. Chan as a cop. I'll yeah. watch
0: that. Always good. Um, but this super cop, not the Jackie Chan Supercop. yeah, uh, was about a seriously injured cop who became a cybernetic police officer. So they combined their ideas, and Robocop was born.
1: <laughs> and you can really tell that it was like a combination of yeah, these two ideas definitely. It, yeah.
0: yeah, it's such a just like funny funny idea. it's it's funny. It's yeah. a funny
1: idea, but then it also, like I was just about to say, like it is sort of like a primitive inkling to all of the sort of westworldy stuff yeah. we're all getting into on tv right now about artificial intelligence and human mm-hmm. consciousness and and like what it means to be human and what it means yeah. to be real you know but um with robocop it was like you like yeah it's that whole debate between you're not a man you are a product versus mm-hmm. you are not a man you are a machine even though those two are being posited as things that are like synonymous with one another yeah. Um, so I found that really interesting, but I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think about how like it feels very? I don't know. It like touched on the surface, and it wanted to cover so much to me. Anyway, I don't know what I don't know what you think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I felt like there definitely could be more that you could do with it. Obviously, like, uh, yeah. I mean, there are sequels, but I mean, they do get largely worse <laughs> as they yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's a good shout I think there there really is a lot and robocop himself is such an interesting character because so he just funny. like started to really understand what he was and uh you know he finds himself and obviously at the end you have the whole like who are you and yeah. he's just like murphy it's just a really hilarious kind of cheesy ending but you know altogether it's just like a good package I mean I don't yeah.
1: know <laughs> he eats baby food like yeah it's yeah.
0: <laughs> what <laughs>
1: it's it's a dream come true and I love I love that scene where like the ex- one of the execs is like oh it tastes like baby food and then he's the same exec at the end that like gets up and gives the thumbs up to yeah. the yeah. rest of the board yeah. when like Dick gets thrown out the window and I was like oh my god yeah. like
0: <laughs> it's, it's again
1: it's one of those Verhoeven things of like you fucking you i got you 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 funny like (laughs) yeah i like that i like that it's 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 wild it's truly insane
0: but newmeyer has also said that besides blade runner that the british Mm. comic judge dread was also a big influence with the whole cop presiding over a diseased urban landscape and even Mm. robocop's design was heavily influenced by judge dread in 1984 they were starting to get their scripts together, their ideas and stuff, but they still hadn't you know, fully fledged it out. So mm-hmm. um, Michael Miner directed a music video. Like I said, he was a music video director for this band called YNT uh, okay. for their song Don't Stop Running that would oh. feature a kid who turned into this weird robotic hero. So it's obvious that this idea was yeah. just really floating around with these guys. Uh, So you could check that out. Look up YNT, Don't Stop Running. You can see see a weird pre-RoboCop robot thing from one of the writers. (laughs) But also in in 1984, when they were passing the script around to the studios, it got passed on basically. Their work entitled RoboCop, The Future of Law Enforcement really wasn't being taken seriously. No. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently they even pitched it to Stan Lee to adapt Ah. to a comic book. To use as and a he's launch He's like, pad. Have you read Dread? <laughs> well, no, this is even funnier. So they yeah. went to use it as a launch pad to, to, for a feature. And it just okay. so happened that Neumeyer and Stanley, they both attended a screening of The Terminator. Ah. And Lee apparently was just like, Boy, you're never going to top that. <laughs> Damn. So he just passed on it.
1: He's such a king. Uh, he was such a king. Oh. It's like, You're never going to top that. <laughs>
0: It just so happened that Orion Pictures, who had just hit it big with the Terminator, was yes. very interested in the film, so they picked it up. And the first choice to direct the film was not Verhoeven. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, so course not. the first choice was actually British director Alex Cox, who had just hit it, had that like little cult hit with Repo Man. Ooh. Uh, but he declined because he was going on to make another film at the time. I think it was Sid Nancy. And then the studio reached out to Kenneth Johnson, who turned it down because he wanted to change aspects of the script that he uh, considered to be mean-spirited, ugly, and ultra-violent.
1: Why, about cops?
0: (laughs) Also, I think he was one of the first people to... I I could be misquoting this uh, to to him, but I think he was one of the first people to refer to it as a fascist movie, a fascist script. Uh, which that comes up quite a bit. Uh, we can get yeah. to that a little later. Um, but then in comes Paul Verhoeven, who mm-hmm. at first tossed the script in a bin. <laughs> an
1: icon, an icon. Oh.
0: So it was either he was sent a second script or yeah. or his wife fished it out. But either way, uh, he he got the script again and he told his wife to read it. And she convinced him to read it again and then that's where he finally saw there was more to it and decided to do it Uh, and this would be verhoeven's first big budget hollywood film but not his Mm -hmm. first english english language film which is often billed as uh because in 1985 verhoeven made flesh and blood for Orion pictures as well and that was his first proper hollywood english language film but originally verhoeven (laughs) uh he had some funny ideas with with the script and stuff like for instance he like wanted murphy and lewis to have an affair uh, to make the film more realistic
1: more realistic or in in verhoeven (laughs) terms to show more titties um
0: yes (laughs) yeah but the writers basically handed him a bunch of comics to give him an idea what they were after and uh after he went through it he did he basically decided to stick to you know what they wanted, barring a few changes um for instance verhoeven wanted more nudity in the film and the nudity yeah. he got in the film he basically was unhappy with he thought it moved too yeah, fastly through <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah the locker I, room and the girls on tv great yeah
0: it's so fucking verhoeven man like yeah. we were talking about this with showgirls we we're just like god i hope yeah. he's not like a creep but man it's so weird no
1: it's so weird but it's like but this is a film where i think it's most obviously, like, his core stylistic features are in yeah. it. Like, the whole, you follow, you're sweeping everybody, you're following him. It's a really long take. But then also you get these, like, all these shots with, with screens and reflections and, and mirrors. It's just, like, a huge thing with him. And mm-hmm. then you sort of, like, I, I, I know people often will, like, put this up, like, compare it with, not compare it. Well, obviously, yeah, compare it with, like, um, Starship Troopers or yeah. Total Recall who sort of share similar aesthetic qualities, but I feel like RoboCop felt really like baseline in the sense that like you, you you will get the whole Verhoeven package, even though you only get like two boobs, (laughs) you know, Um, that was,
0: yeah. I mean, in total recall, you get three,
1: you get the, exactly. He made up for it.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I don't know. Verhoeven and his nudity thing. It's, it's just really funny. I did see that apparently he offered to get nude, with the actors yeah like to make them feel better about about it but i don't know whatever i don't know if that's true or not but it's It's like like...
1: telling somebody to get on stage and picture everybody naked and then actually doing it it's i don't know i hope like oh man i hope he's not a creep because i really like his work yeah 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 (laughs) 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 oh no (laughs) okay (laughs) anyway
0: (laughs) all right let's get into the cast all right so for officer alex murphy we got Mm -hmm. peter weller Yes. Uh, Before Peter Weller, Rutger Hauer was the first choice for Verhoeven. He really Mm -hmm. liked Rutger Hauer. And Orion was really interested in bringing in, again, the Terminator star, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, He wanted to bring him on boards. But it was agreed that both of those guys would look too bulky in the suit. They basically wanted to get a smaller framed person to fit inside of the suit to you know, have that appearance of a transformation of someone larger than life because Rucker Hauer is yeah. pretty tall
2: and tall, Ar- pretty obviously
0: big. Arnie's, Arnie, Arnie's a fucking, fucking Arnie's yeah. <laughs> you don't need those suits.
1: Can you imagine if Arnie was like Robocop and the Terminator like he like would be typecast as the robot guy and I yeah. feel like that would have really affected his chances as the governor of California. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. Like, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's already a bit typecast as the Terminator. I mean, Yeah. That's another, yes,
1: he's the robot guy.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> robot guy. Verhoeven basically hit upon the idea of casting Weller, though, after seeing him in uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth I, dimension. Yeah, uh, Weller won, won over the role thanks to his light frame, like I said earlier, to be able to fit inside of that suit and the fact that he was able to convey a lot of emotion with his jaw <laughs> Yeah, because he does have a pretty good jaw. You could have made guy. a hell of a Batman with that jaw, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would look yeah. good in a cowl, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, Robocop is so crazy to me. Because he just rides around in, in like a regular police car. Yeah. Do you ever think I think about that a lot. Like, you are an extraordinary marvel of so- humanity and science, but you drive around in a regular ass patrol car because they couldn't tors. give you anything else. Yeah, yeah Ford Source, which is like <laughs> The car, yeah, the whole film—it's
0: just the cop car. I think they picked that because it just kind of was the most futuristic, futuristic-looking car at the time. So they were trying to obviously go for this whole future Detroit, like, like slightly futuristic. You know, still the eighties, though. Yeah, still the (laughs) eighties. I love that. I mean, when we were doing, I love it. um, I love it when we were doing our Mad Max Fury Road thing, and I went back and watched like. Road Warrior and the first Mad Max film. I mean, I was having a blast at how fucking 80s it was and just how like futuristic it was trying to be, but still 80s. Like, yeah, Yeah. it was great. It was everyone's hairdos and stuff. It was hilarious. Oh,
1: yeah. The skirts. Like, oh man. Oh man. Robocop is such a fucking gangster. He (laughs) fucking shoots a dude in the dick through a lady's skirt.
0: Yes, he does.
1: That's that's science. That's
0: science. do you want to have your mind blown now or later?
1: Do it now, man. Blow my brains out. All right. <laughs> like vibes. I'm done.
0: <laughs> I'll saving this for the end. Um, oh, okay. But there's more fun Damn stuff. Damn it, I've ruined it. Yeah. All right. So the guy who gets shot in the dick, the yes. Robocop. Do you know who that is? No. It's none other than William Andrew Carver Shockley himself no yeah it's andrew no <laughs> yeah. what the hell yes paul verhoeven oh. must hate this guy or he yeah. loves to play shite people or paul verhoeven likes him to play shite people but yeah as well oh my Shockley. god i
1: didn't even i didn't even yeah. recognize
0: him <laughs> oh my god oh yeah. yeah fuck that guy i'm glad he saw that <laughs> shot he oh man
1: oh man but yeah, that's so freaky! Like I was—that was one of those scenes where, like, I saw it as a kid. I was like, "I never want to go outside at night ever."
0: Yeah, that was such a hilarious, like, yeah. like, RoboCop. Just like
1: again, like that shouldn't be funny, <laughs> but it's so funny.
0: He's like, "You, you've experienced a distressing ex- situation. Yeah. D- I will situation. alert the nearest
1: rape crisis center." <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck. I was like, "Good for you, man. Stay woke."
0: All right, so. His partner is uh, Officer Ann Lewis. She's played by Nancy Allen. So originally, this was supposed to go to Stephanie Zimbalist, Mm -hmm. who was a TV star back in the day, but she was tied up doing the TV show Remington Still at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were thinking that... I think it was Verhoeven's first choice. He really liked her in Remington Still, but Remington Still was like... It was unsure if it was going to get picked up again for another season. Mm -hmm. So they were like, all right, come on over. And then it turned out it did get picked up and she was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I have to go back and do TV. So that also, funny enough, ruined uh Pierce Brosnan's chances to become Bond a lot earlier because he was also ah. in Remington still and he was supposed to be in the Living Daylights originally, but okay. he couldn't do it and then they gave it to Timothy Dalton. So that's why there's two Timothy Dalton Bond films before yeah. Brosnan ever shows up. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, so the role for Ann Lewis would go to yeah. uh, Carrie and Blowout star Nancy Allen. Mm-hmm. And apparently Nancy Allen, when she first arrived on set, Paul Verhoeven was shooting the deliberately cheesy sitcom, It's Not My Problem, uh, <laughs> which is that's what, that's what that show is called. Uh, the yeah. little, um, it's, it's not called I'd, I'd Buy It For A Dollar. Yeah, it's not called I'd, I'd Buy It For A Dollar. But uh, But anyway... Alan was initially horrified to think that she signed up to make a film with an incompetent director.
1: <laughs> Incom. Yeah. What, what gave it away? Was it the boob cake? Because for me, it would have been the boob cake.
0: I mean, I just That don't makes know. me laugh
1: so deliriously. Like, it's... it's yeah.
0: Man. Was she not paying attention to anything that was going on on, like, the set of blowout or something? I mean, yeah. like, come on. I mean, Brian De Palma does a lot of cheesy weird shit just like yeah. verhoven
1: <laughs> it's just this cheesy weird shit happens to include a lot more skit I don't know. yeah also yeah it's the women in this film again this <laughs> is like a recurring thing with verhoven where like yeah. either you give them too much agency and then they go off the rails or they they are like quiet for a lot of the film
0: yeah Definitely
1: get like yeah. I was really pissed off because I, I forgot this even happened when like he f- screws his head off for the first time and takes it off and his like all that prosthetic. Um, he, he he like tells her to leave him alone, and then she was just like trying to help. I'm like, bro, what is your problem? <laughs> like,
0: I just relax. can't imagine he would even like. I don't know figure out he had the emotions to want to be alone yeah. like <laughs> yeah
1: it's like where is my wife i was like dog i didn't know you had a wife yeah i thought you just had a kid that's why you did oh, i literally did
0: only met you like yesterday like, yeah and now you're you were, like you were killed on our first buddies? date together and then yeah. uh, well i mean this is probably actually six months later or something like that but still mm-hmm. man his wife was just like she was just like your wife Deuces. moved on yeah, Your wife moved on, started a Your new life. Your wife moved
1: on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, what?
1: <laughs> How are you I supposed to qu- take that, even as a robot? I was like, damn, girl, give me time. Yeah,
0: like- In the 80s as well, I would assume that she moved on and started a new life means she's already remarried.
1: Yeah, she already remarried. She lives in California, and she took Yeah. That's what it means.
0: <laughs> Clarence Boddick- Buttlicker. Clarence Buttlicker. Oh, played it. by a Kurtwood Smith. So
1: silly. Yeah. Red Foreman himself.
0: Yeah. Red Foreman from That 70s Show. Yeah. Uh, So, Kurtwood originally went out for the part of Dick Jones, actually.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Who is the VP of OCP. And when he got the part in the film, he thought he got that part. But
1: it
0: it turned out, you know, Verhoeven (laughs) liked him, but he wanted to kind of do something funny against his normal type. Um. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times he was playing a bit of a nicer guy in films and he kinda went and he was always the more of an intelligent guy in films and TV and stuff. So he wanted to kind of go against it and make him a baddie. Uh like a little bit more of like the you know, the the heavy lifting baddie and Yeah, um, the
1: heavy lifting. He's a bit more suave than the VP. He's yeah, like definitely bit, like, you know, definitely a bit more of a people's person than the VP. Like mm-hmm. I like how tight he is with his crew. I also hate how inefficiently all those drugs were like packaged and sold. Because like, why waste? Why waste good glass? You know, to be yeah. handed out to these bums, um, like <laughs> that aren't yeah. gonna use all of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why we have little baggies, everybody. Yeah, I was really so, confused by that's that as not well. Good for the environment.
0: Like, i was like what are you <laughs> doing with these like beakers man this ain't a science class yeah i was <laughs> like,
1: like are you gonna put them on a shelf like i get it it's supposed to look futuristic like, this is the future yeah. of drug dealing but like what are you gonna do put it like thanks <laughs> to the urn that your mother is in like what's
0: up put it next like, to um, your your diamond encrusted Furby.
1: yeah yes uh, oh man i'd like one of those sorry I, i'm just looking at your K&H background sorry <laughs> no, I, no, it's been sold to somebody in the auction, like the <laughs> and then I I looked oh, it up yeah. on eBay and it wasn't was still you. available. No, it wasn't me. Uh, you kidding me? I'm, I ju- I just got paid today. Like <laughs> 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 I cannot buy it anyway.
0: All right. So with Clarence Boddicker, though, uh, Verhoven thought that Kurtwood Smith looked a lot like Heinrich Himmler. And uh, with the glasses and everything, so yeah, he does. That's why he wanted to give that baddie character a little bit more of an intelligent look. He just was thinking about Nazis and stuff, and yeah, I guess like Verhoeven. I mean, it's a bit weird sounding, but I mean, I guess he grew up during the Nazi shit, the war, and he was close to it, you know, in the Netherlands and stuff. So he kind of like, I think, always sort of had that on his mind and stuff. So. Yeah.
1: Also, like, he had that big, like, you know, diehard villain vibe.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, like,
1: definitely. Like, he could be one of the goons that Hans has. Like, yeah. it was the whole, I'm wearing a turtleneck. Glasses are yeah. wireframe. Uh, he would have been an amazing
0: are, goon, like, amazing. for Hans, yeah.
1: Yeah, but his <laughs> goons were incredible. I think his goons are so funny. And the fact mm-hmm. that the bad guys were the ones providing comedic relief. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, this... It's been so normalized to me now that I wouldn't give it a second thought, but I feel like now that I am giving it a second thought, I'll just being like, oh, that's kind of interesting. This is <laughs> yeah. That I think that actually it, led yeah. it
0: to a little bit of the problems with the film that the film got. Yeah. I'll get into that in a bit. Finally, we have Dick Jones, uh, who is played by Ronnie Cox.
2: Yeah, so si-
0: Similarly to Kurtwood, uh, S- Kurtwood Smith, Bearhoven wanted to cast Ronnie Cox against his normal character types that he played, and uh, he was not also normally associated with nice guys and dads and yeah. all that, so he thought it would be fun to put Ronnie Cox in the role of an evil corporate executive. So we also have a big Twin Peaks connection. There's not one, not two, but three people. Three Twin Peaks. Here are Twin Peaks people, mm-hmm. so there's Dan O'Hirulahee? O'Hirulahee? Sorry, I'm don't know how to say that last name. It's a weird last name. That's the old man. Is that's his character's name? The old man. Yeah, the old man. Or he's the OCP chairman, CEO guy. Uh, he he played Andrew Packard in Twin Peaks. And then you got Miguel Ferrer who played yep. Bob Morton, uh, mm-hmm. who is Bob Morton in the film and the young o- OCP exec who actually creates the Robocop. RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. So he plays Special Agent Rosenfield in Twin mm-hmm. Peaks. And then of course you have Ray Wise. One of
1: yeah,
0: his name is Leon Nash, which I don't recall them ever saying, but they, they might have said it.
1: Say, he said it in the club.
0: I oh, recall. Okay, yeah. All right. I recall
1: very clearly because that's one of the yeah. funniest scenes in the film as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Robocop does go through the database and he gets he gets all the people's names and stuff. So I was thinking maybe that was the only time he. It actually came up, but I forget. Yeah, he does go Leon Nush.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Leon Nush. You were under arrest and then yeah. drags him out of the club by his hair, <laughs> um, which is so funny. And everyone yeah. around him is just laughing. And I was like, yeah, this is nightlife. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't question RoboCop coming in, yeah. you know? Like I was like, oh, he belongs here. And I love the look of that club. Like if this was obviously like the near future in the context of the 80s, because that's what a lot of nightlife looked like anyway like, for the next 20, 30 years. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was all red and <laughs> elevated stairs, and everybody was either goth or stuck in the 80s or yeah. a robot, so... I
0: mean, to be honest, there's some clubs in London that look exactly the same as that still yeah, to this no, day, so... for
1: sure. Not to this day, per se, but perhaps <laughs> yeah. like, to the have end Have you of been
0: February. to... What's it called? Metropolis? Oh, yeah, of maybe not to this go. day. Yeah, yeah, not to uh, this day, yeah. I went to Metropolis once, and I got... <laughs> I was. I did get asked why I was there, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> am I, was am I that either. obviously straight?" Like, <laughs> fucking hell, that's not nice."
1: I like blending.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, of course, Ray Wise. He's uh, yeah, Ray
1: Wise. Is like he's
0: awesome. old Laura Palmer's dad, Leland. Yeah. Uh, to you know finalize that twin piece connection. Mm. So filming began on August the sixth, nineteen eighty six, and wrapped on October the twentieth, nineteen eighty six. However. They didn't film Murphy's death scene until all the way in January of 1987, which is wow. such an important scene start. in the film. Yeah. But they were behind schedule and over budget. So nice. they, Classic for drama. some reason, didn't film it. And then uh, the studio it's ended like, up- We don't need to, to see him die.
1: <laughs> we don't need
0: it. <laughs> well, I mean- We know he's has got dead. him in a lot yeah. of trouble anyway, so maybe yeah. he should have found another reason for him to die. I don't know. But um, the studio ended up giving Bearhoven enough money to film it, and they did it in a warehouse in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But as the rest of the film is set in Detroit, uh, many of those urban settings and stuff were actually filmed in Dallas, Texas. And the whole futuristic appearance of, Dal- of the Dallas buildings, such as like the ruin- uh, reunion tower, are visible mm-hmm. in the background during the car chase. Uh, I think they just thought that Detroit didn't look futuristic enough. Mm-hmm. So also the, the front of Dallas City Hall was used as an exterior for the OCP headquarters yeah and then they just combined some like pretty crazy matte paintings or whatever to make the building look taller <laughs> but all the still mill scenes and stuff you know where they go and hide out and yeah. stuff and i think the baddies are hiding out at one point um
1: yeah and then one of them's peeing and then and then lewis catches them and yeah which is the funniest that's also really funny yeah where she's like, "Will you let me put like my dick back in my pants?" And then she's like, obviously training the gun on him, which is good. Yeah. And then she looks down and gets hit in the face. And now was like, "Girl, never take your eyes off the prize." Yeah. No. 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 Dick, dick is worth it. Yeah. Like, don't even like, don't tempt, don't tempt fate. Yeah.
0: It's also, such a like, funny scene.
1: it's so funny. And before they even run in, like, um, I watch a lot of procedural police dramas with my mom. Yeah. really into that stuff. But even like, no matter how trained or untrained. Like the actors are cops usually hold their guns with like two hands or something yeah. like at least as like logistically or like in films because they're quite heavy. But then these would just go running around with one like it was so <laughs> it was so ridiculous to me because I was like, oh, yes, yeah, but it felt like an afterthought. And I'm kind of yeah. glad you brought up that they shot it way later because it, it did feel like that. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a compensate for the fact that we're shooting it later. I'm going to blow his arm off with one <laughs> shot. And I was like, yeah, yeah. sure. Sure, guy. Sure, yep. Jan.
0: A lot of those still mill scenes that were filmed in the still city of Pittsburgh, obviously, mm, of course, place to film it. But, Almost uh, Steelers. they, yeah, I thought it was very funny though, because They're. obviously the bad guys did you notice that the bad guys were hanging out in the still mills and chiller. stuff? Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's meant to be the same place, but did yeah, they, do, they go at
1: the end? Yeah. And Lewis right? go to
0: the exact same place. Why would exact they go there? Place. They're like hiding know. out. Why would they go Back to where the bad guys were. And they weren't waiting like, for him. They were trying yeah. to like hide out a bit. Find them. I don't know.
1: I feel like the bad guys would have changed headquarters by that point, right? Like, I feel like they stepped up. Yeah. Um. So Robocop would be like, I don't know where else to go. I'm going to go here where I <laughs> died, <laughs> which is, I think it might be like symbolic in some way because that's when he's like, I'm going to take off this visor now and come face to face with my humanity or whatever's yeah. left of it. But, um, I still thought it was really funny that he couldn't aim and he tried to shoot these um, jars of baby food. Uh, But yeah, it's yeah, I was like, this is definitely the same place at the beginning. And it's where that iconic sort of like action sequence takes place where they all take each other out. Like, yeah. The fucking, oh, it's crazy. (laughs) And you do get exteriors of that. Fucking, hey, Clarence, hey, Clarence, I killed him. (laughs) Yes
0: yeah I mean oh, it's that that whole like aiming thing was hilarious as well, It was so it's funny. sort of like
1: I was like, you're supposed to be did,
0: invincible, like yeah, so I'm assuming what happened was his calibration got off, yeah, but it has By her lining shot. him up, did that fix his calibration? They didn't really no. explain that at all, <laughs> like,
1: you know, it might have been <laughs> a whole thing of like, okay, my robot parts are broken. let me see if I can still use my human eyes, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> clearly he couldn't
1: um. Which is, I was also wondering, like, I keep thinking about the mechanics of RoboCop because that's the whole thing of, like, I was always just thinking about, like, because now with science fiction, we we have to know how everything works, sort of, to some extent, because that's how you sell it to us. That's how we're like, okay, no, I can believe this can happen in the near future. But um, with RoboCop, it was kind of just like, oh, all right, okay, so he's part man, part robot, and his powers are... Bringing out a pointy needle to download and upload data,
0: <laughs> or to flip and he someone can play
1: video, flip <laughs> someone off, oh. or he has a visor and he can keep a gun in his leg.
0: Yeah, it's a very, it's like, very unclear yeah with like what all he's able to do and how he actually is made up <laughs> it's, yeah let's put the lcd and like you know yeah. or is she That's saying led you, yeah. or lcd but she's just like yeah oh, let's install that it's so weird when they what get is, when what? they
1: calibrate him when they yeah. first start like that whole sequence it's so funny yeah she like it's... kisses him and everything I was like, girl, <laughs> come on. that girl
0: him. looked like uh Uh, Parker Posey. It was really weird. I had to look it up and I was like, there's no way she would have been way too young. Yeah, for sure. At that time. But it was just so odd. That was Um, bizarre. We can get into a little bit about Robocop. Uh, We don't know exactly what all he actually is made up of, but we can get a little bit behind the man who played him to create that. And this is the great Peter Weller. So he was known for being a character actor and he wanted to stay in character at all times. So he sent out a memo to the producers to let this all the people know, like all the crew, oh yeah, so I'm going all the cast yeah. that call me by my character's name, either Murphy or you call me or Robo Cop. Robo, oh, I
1: hate <laughs> Robo. I hate it. Yeah, Miguel Ferrer says it once, and I was like, "Listen, Robo," yeah. I was like, "No, no, no, yeah. no, it's RoboCop.
0: He probably Robo did that as name. a joke as well. Yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. Left it in because Miguel Ferrer, like, actually was like. Pretty good friends with Peter Weller for years yeah. before. And he actually gave him a lot of shit. Like he was making fun of him about the awesome. whole thing, uh, the whole awesome. robo thing. Uh, even Verhoeven thought it was just really too silly to keep up. So and Verhoeven's I don't that know kind how of guy, long... you know? Yeah. He like just he's start, really
1: <laughs> clued up all the <laughs> yeah.
0: time. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah.
1: And this is just like, oh man.
0: So, uh, I mean, y'all thought
1: I was crazy? No. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: He did get made fun of a bit, but I think Aww. at least they were friends, so yeah. hopefully it was kind of like just in jest, but yeah, Peter Weller seemed pretty hilarious, and it gets it gets weirder, so Robocop's prime directos are
1: yeah, serve uh, the public
0: trust yep, protect the innocent protect the
1: innocent the uphold one. the law and then the and then
0: you've got the secret one, which is a uh any attempt to arrest a senior officer o c p results in shutdown so in a weird power play, Peter Weller tried to get the writers to change the first directive.
1: And to what?
0: I don't know exactly why, and I don't know what he wanted to change it to. I don't know. But apparently the first one, Serve the Public Trust, was inspired by a fortune cookie. So whatever reason, like Weller just wasn't happy with it. I don't know.
1: Who so, told him that it was inspired by a fortune cookie? Did he get know, maybe, a fortune
0: cookie on set
1: that day, <laughs> being like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> not cool." Up. Yeah, because you know sometimes you get the same exact fucking. Fuck. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course, as like the <laughs> first part, the person that's next to you. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, so Edward Newmeyer, the writer, like he came up with the compromise. I don't know if he told him it came from a fortune cookie. I have no idea. I don't even know if that's true. Like I said, the last episode we did with Fast and yeah. Furious, half the shit, I don't know if it's actually true. But um, anyway.
1: But we would like it to be. I digress. I digress.
0: So, we Edward Newmar, he compromised and he said uh, that we can just do it in two takes. So we do our take, our version, okay. or we can do your, your version, Weller, and uh, you can do your own directive. But when it came time to shoot, Peter Weller would only do his <laughs> Oh so it's
1: classic Robo.
0: So the producers came up with a ploy to fire Peter Weller until he agreed to come back and shoot the line as it's written, no.
1: <laughs> which is like
0: a stupid gamble. Like,
1: yeah, but like it's full circle to the film, though.
0: Yeah. Like, like it play. ends with a
1: very, po- yeah, a power play, <laughs> a firing of sorts.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's so it's, this is so nuts, though, because it's such a gamble because obviously you know, you're, you could lose your main star. Like, yeah.
1: But, you know, dead or alive, you're coming the, with me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but also, the bad thing is that the suit itself was made specifically for Weller. For
1: Peter Weller, yeah. So
0: that would have set them back so much, and they probably would have never made the film. Yeah. So basically, this whole thing could be attributed to the suit anyway, and I'll get into why. So when they knew the suit would be bulky... Uh, Weller was told to take up some miming, um, cause they knew it was going to, they were going to fit this little guy into a big bulky suit. And, yeah. um, he was going to have to be able to, his face was going to be covered mostly. So he was going to have to be able to express more with his body. So he found a coach. It was a woman, I forget her name at the moment. I didn't write it down. which was stupid, but she was like a movement coach with Juilliard. Okay. And he w- was working hard with her. And he even practiced with American football gear on to try to, you know, move with some cumbersome gear. Mm -hmm. All right. So the suits themselves, they spent $1 million, which was a big portion of the budget on these suits. They made six different suits. I think three of them were practical suits that, you know, you would see in the film. And then the three others were suits that were either destroyed slightly as the suit gets destroyed in the film or I think they even had a suit like where he's riding in the car and he didn't have, (laughs) apparently he didn't wear pants because it was just, okay. You don't need to see like, no, you you don't anyway.
1: That's Um, nobody's business. And it's
0: really hard to, uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard, hard to move in that suit anyway, but um, it's not
1: a, it's not a Verhoeven film without no pants.
0: (laughs) Uh, So the suits themselves were created by visual effects artist, Rob Button, who Mm -hmm. was responsible for working on the thing. Which yes. we talked about in our um, thing special episode. Effects
1: icon.
0: Very good. Very good. But because of a lot of design debates with Paul Verhoeven, and I'm, ass- I'm assuming the writers probably got into the mix as well, the suit wasn't ready until the first day of shooting. Great. <laughs> and it took 11 hours to get Weller into the suit. And there's Holy some video shit. you can see of him getting into the suit and all the shit That must shit have that been goes the longest days. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Like, I don't, what time would they have started, like...
1: Yeah. Like, I was like, no, Peter, sorry, you're staying in the suit overnight because we really have to get through the evening. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's insane.
0: When this suit was finally on and everything, and they realized all that miming work that Peter Weller had done (gasps) was out the window because (laughs) he could barely move in the suit and production had to be halted further so that Weller could train more with his mime coach to get used to the suit.
1: (laughs) Oh. There you go, over budget, ran out of time.
0: Yeah. So, more stuff with the suit. All right, so the scene where Sergeant Reed tosses okay. the keys to Robocop, oh, which yeah, is pretty iconic, the- and he catches <laughs> I <laughs> love that. That took a whole day to film, and it took uh, over 50 takes because Weller so was annoying. able to close his hand. Catch in it.
1: Ah! <laughs> yes. I bet when they got that take, they were like, yeah, yeah. one more for <laughs> safety. <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. We ran out of film.
1: We ran out of <laughs> so keys. Um, I wasn't filming. Yeah. I
0: accidentally taped the camera off first, <laughs> and I used all the tape on the, on the light. So. Oh, man. That's been <laughs> uh, my quarantine watches. <laughs> all right. So even further with this suit, it's bonkers. Uh, Weller basically told Roger Ebert, I believe, that mm. he lost up to three pounds a day in sweat. While wearing suit the suit due hell? to they were filming in Dallas, so it's a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, yeah, really 38 high. degrees yeah. Celsius Celsius, so it's hot as shit. And he would spend a lot of time between takes just rehydrating, obviously, sitting near fans and stuffing like tubes that were piping AC yeah, of- in into his suit. Oh my gosh. And yeah. eventually they installed an AC unit into the suit, thankfully.
1: Proper robot, that one.
0: His gun. So uh-huh. I think there's a gun one in of the, the film. Weird gun- yeah, there's a gun in the film, I think, possibly, like, in the background somewhere, like in the... The precinct? The conference room, or whatever. Oh, you know, okay. Or the OCP. Yeah,
1: yeah, the guy that... Yeah, when that guy got shot.
0: I think that was originally supposed to be RoboCop's gun. Okay. But they realized that it was just, like, way too small, so that's why yeah. they created that modified 9 millimeter Beretta automatic sidearm that Damn. he has.
1: And it looked and way too, like, old school, that gun. Yeah, like definitely. The That's, yeah.
0: yeah, the one that they created for him is, like, so futuristic looking. It's really yeah, cool. And, but, like,
1: and it's huge, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that gun had to be cleared for entry. I guess it was made, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. outside of America. And the FBI had to clear it for entry into the United States. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, that Peter, must have been a great day. Yeah. Peter Weller said that he had a lot of experience handling like weapons as a child and as a teenager. So that's how he was able as, to twirl the handguns really well and stuff awesome. in the film. Uh, as a but, child? Yeah. You know, America, man. They,
1: yeah. Like you know, America, young, man. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, I never had gun handling experience and I'm don't mind that, but you know, I know yeah, it's. And a you're thing. from the South. <laughs> My parents weren't that hicky, So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Peter Weller said that trying to spin that gun, though, was basically like twirling half of a baseball bat. (laughs) Damn. Which is a quote.
1: Yeah, and you have to like do that and then put it back in your pocket. Sorry, your leg. Um, But yeah, and that scene where like they're all at the shooting range, and then um, Lewis is like shooting the arms off of the thing, like as it comes to her. And then she just like looks around the corner being like, who's that guy? Why is his (laughs) gun different? Why does he just? Why is it like awesome? And then he's. And then yeah. She was like, "Oh, maybe I know
0: him." I'm <sighs> surprised more of the cops in that film weren't pissed off at RoboCop, just like fuck this. Yeah, guy. but they were like, like <laughs>
1: huge fans. I love when they like followed him around. That they were like, st- like proper, like. Oh my yeah. god, what is that? Oh my god, oh my god, will you be my friend, RoboCop? Oh my god, sir. I was like, oh my god, leave him alone. Yeah. He's a normal cop. Like you are them.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's not like, a celebrity. That part where they're um, all the cops show up or whatever, and they're gonna like blow him up or whatever. And they have all the yeah, weapons yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. And then that one guy's just like, We can't do this. He's a cop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You don't even it's know. Like, we got artists
1: to destroy him. You don't know yeah. him. He's at your precinct for yeah. one day, barely.
0: Yeah, this is, yeah, it's so funny how like much the cops love him. All right, so here, here you go. You wanted to hear about the whole. Makeup thing with the yes, taking off head. the helmet and all that. Yes, so Paul Verhoeven, love it, and Rob botten clashed repeatedly before, of course, and during do. production over the design of in the makeup of the Robot Cop character. What they argued argue most about was the scene where Murphy takes off his helmet. Yeah. So botten wanted the scene to be filmed in a darkened area, fearing that the harsh light would reveal too much of the makeup yeah. effects. Yeah. Verhoeven wanted to, the scene to just like, be filmed as brightly that. as possible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> of course he would.
0: Uh, citing that the director of photography, Joss, Vaca- Vaca- Vacano? Joss mm-hmm. Vacano, uh would be able to light it properly without revealing anything. Mm-hmm. So Verhoeven got his way, obviously, and Button yeah, refused right. to talk to him for the remainder of the production.
1: <laughs> wow. The pettiness, truly. Yeah. Which is wild. It's just like it's why I hope
0: that was later
1: and I hope it was worth it yeah because it was so funny
0: however at the premiere both the men were so impressed with how the scene actually turned out that they instantly forgave each other they laughed it off and Botten who vowed to never work again with Verhoeven happily accepted the role to to work with Verhoeven's next project Total Recall yeah so that's good All right, so more of the visual effects. So this Ed 209 stop motion model.
1: Easily top 10 Eds.
0: <laughs> Easily. Yeah, back in your Ed list. Here we go. No, yeah, yeah. So, I've, I've
1: rejigged that list so that Ed Harris is number one, and then maybe that robot is number three, and then all the other slots are empty.
0: Okay. <laughs> Ed from Good Burger is just. Ed not w- no, any Ed from Good Burger is anymore. number
1: 11 still. Okay. At number 11. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, But anyway, the Ed 209, it was a stop motion model. It was created by Craig Haynes, who also built the full size models standing at seven feet tall and 300 pounds. Uh, It was just too big and too cumbersome to be used for many of the scenes. So the puppetry
1: on that thing was (laughs) wow.
0: (laughs) A lot of this probably would have come to this next guy. So it's animator Phil Tippett, who had Mm -hmm. previously worked on, funny enough, Empire Strikes Back. The episode oh, that gosh. just went out into the main timeline, yeah. and he was known for animating what is either me and Phil couldn't figure out if it's a, it's supposed to be called the atat or the adat and the Tontons. The
1: atat. <laughs> the at, yeah, ad. I think. What is this Twitter?
0: I think this no. is uh, Phil's doing the adat. I think it's shut up, ATAT. Phil. He <laughs> <laughs> can hear me. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, he was known for doing those and he did the whole thing via stop motion and that sort of classic, that the way, like, uh, you know, King yeah. Kong would have been done, that reverse sort of yeah. uh, stop motion animation. So it's absolutely amazing. It's really cool. Uh, the growling slightly, is what sends me. Yeah, it's slightly dated, I guess. But, yeah, it's very yeah. dated,
1: but it's that thing of it has a certain animalistic quality to it that I think like stripped well like you can't really do that now with like cgi and stuff like you can but it would take away the machinery part of it whilst this still felt yeah. like oh this like it's dangerous in a really primal human sense whilst like yeah robots on westworld that look like robots like lose that personality to them
0: i don't mm-hmm. know i know that the big yeah. thing with and this is probably silly, but the big thing of this film is that like the bad guys are kind of like this evil corporation, obviously. Yeah. But I really feel like they could have done more with the Ed 209. Like, I feel like you could have had more oh, yeah. of a battle. More like, screen with time. Robocop. For sure. Like, yeah, because it, it just kind of ends so quickly with them. Like, it's it just felt
1: like, yeah, I felt like a no brainer with them. Like, yeah, you know, RoboCop will win because he is the hero.
0: Yeah. I, I just I wish it was like a little bit more of a of a hard battle because it's kind of a cool thing. I know it's probably really tough to to animate and stop to motion do, and yeah, that, yeah but, for sure. But yeah, uh, it reminded me it a lot, though. It was quite scary looking that thing and Dude, it's silly at team. times, but you know, it was quite scary. The and it reminded me of that uh, stuff with um, what is it? Uh, was it MIT was releasing some of those videos of those like robots robots that that can run yeah and jump really high yeah 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 scary like
1: it's freaky
0: although when this guy hit the steps he he, he no he
1: ate it he (laughs) He ate it he absolutely like like there could have been he he, yeah like there was a banana peel there or something yeah you know which is really funny uh, so funny so funny like yeah no they definitely should have fought longer because i think it really posits that whole argument of like yeah man versus machine product versus man product versus machine and like this Mm -hmm. dude is pitting two quote-unquote like you know creations from his company together Um, but like he like even though he sort of like escapes slightly unscathed the fucking exec guy he also just like witnessed like the destruction of essentially shit that he's worked for but obviously, mm-hmm. he, like, he's fine and he gets away with it and he can do more evil shit because that's, like, how corporate greed works. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, Oh, man. Like, even when the robot, like, was first introduced in that boardroom, that's the scene that, like, gets tossed around on Twitter a lot. Is being like, yo, look at how fucking hilarious this is. Which yeah. it is. But also, yeah. like, holy crap. A whole dude just got torn to shreds because yeah that was the function can you like imagine that being out on the street like it feels like and it feels a bit too surreal at times just being like oh yeah no no they disregard human life completely like if you don't comply within was it like 20 seconds you're done but then at the same time yeah, you're fucked either way
0: yeah definitely it's, yeah yeah it's, know, it's, it's a nice allegory for
1: like yeah you can't win <laughs> like you like yeah Versus it's too real. It's too real right now. It's yeah. yeah. A lot of RoboCop is too like even like like the commentary about like capitalism is, is a little like it hits obviously like compared to Verhoeven's other stuff. It's like this is a little bit too on the nose,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it was so like when they were all fucking blowing up like the the electronics stores and the adult magazine shop and shooting up the fucking cars and I was just like, okay, this is anarchy. But also, yeah. like, you're doing it with product that that fucking corporation made. So nobody's really winning here. Like,
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing because, like, you're almost kind of like they they don't care what happens. They don't. Yeah. You know, and they almost it's almost like, did they want this to happen? Because they, yeah, they sure. you know, like. The whole thing, like, oh, we're building this new Detroit so that we could, uh, yeah. you know, the get rid of crime, and we're, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna have this new beautiful city where crime doesn't exist, which is silly. Gentrification, then, yeah. Behind mm-hmm. their back, like he's just making a deal with Bodecker, just kind of like, hey, you know, up. you come in, you can come in, and you could be the king of the playground. You get. All the drugs, all the prostitution, all the, yeah. the whole gambling, everything. That's <laughs> and all he you. Like, walks back from leaving. And sits <laughs> yeah, on the like, couch,
1: being like, "You gonna be my friend?"
0: <laughs> yes. I was like,
1: "That's all it took." He was gonna kill you, fool. Yeah. Like he was gonna leave you for dead with that robot. Are you yeah. kidding me right now? So stupid. <laughs> so stupid.
0: Yeah.
1: But by that same token, like it's oh man, there's so much to unpack with this film.
0: Yeah, it's uh, If you want to get back to like the what you were talking about earlier, I mean, the Mm -hmm. whole thing with you were talking about machine versus machine. And I mean, even earlier than that, you were talking about just Robocop and himself. Like, I mean, maybe the biggest thing with this was that like it wasn't necessarily like him versus another machine or creation versus creation. It was like him versus himself. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
1: Which is like a huge human condition. Yeah. Yeah. Because man, to some extent, is machine. It's a little like there's so much that the film wants to say and I'm Mm -hmm. sure it does get across, but it's that whole thing of like, it doesn't feel like it's glossing over it per se, but like, it's, it's really like, it's your first taste of, okay, this was a little bit more like it's sci-fi with a little bit more meat to it. Like, okay, sci-fi will obviously have commentary about like what the future will look like or what the current society will reflect. But Mm -hmm. this was like the first, actually, you know what? The, like you know big weaponry big farm or whatever like fuck you like fuck <laughs> yeah. this like
0: it's a ballsy film for sure it's like, a ballsy film you know like,
1: yeah the cops going on strike and just absolute. and they interview those people for the news segment and then it just breaks out into that like lawlessness that is caused by this huge corpor- it's that whole like mm-hmm. this is what's happening everywhere if we privatize <laughs> public service I fucking yeah oh, it made me so like angry but in, in the way that you know you kind of have to be now. Mm. It's, yeah. Sorry. That's
0: no, cool. It's, it's cool.
1: logically tangled. Into things. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Who knew that Robocop could elicit such feelings? <laughs>
2: oh,
1: everyone knew. This is ro- this is the OG Robocop. Like, I feel yeah. like if I watched the remake, I'd be like, he's not putting the gun in his leg. What's going on?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, besides the suit, which is absolutely amazing, cool suit, Besides, you know, except for the fact that it seemed like a nightmare, but to get into it, yeah. it's badass. It looks cool. Peter Weller did an amazing job, like working with it. And, yeah, getting
1: uh, out of the car, just, getting in the car, yeah, looking, driving.
0: So, so cool. But uh, one of Button's uh, crowning achievements in the film is the amazing melting scene where Botterker's oh, yeah. lackey Emil, uh, who basically smells- just looks like. Uh, If Seth Rogen had sex with Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, my God, this guy. He looks looks so weird. He
1: looks like (laughs) if Seth Green got juiced and then stopped. Like, (laughs) that's what he looks like to me. And then the haircut, it was like, did you braid your hair or did you cut it like that? (laughs) He's ridiculous. Emil is ridiculous, I think. And he's, I think, the one of the, all of them are sort of similar because. Like what else can you do in such a short amount of time to shoot this? Yeah, but like he, is, ugh, he's gross. I didn't yeah. like him.
0: To be honest, I like, like I thought he died a lot earlier in the film. So Me I kinda, too. Like, was I was laughing, thought... when, you know, because like when Robocop, yeah, Robocop, like, shot his, his bike, fucking motorcycle. Yeah, like, and he just goes flying into a car, and then he just yeah. comes back. Uh, and then he gets to fall into the toxic waste. Yeah, uh, but Button, <clears> he <throat> was inspired by Rick Baker's so work ready. on The Incredible Melting Man. Mm-hmm. And this effect Freaky was achieved though. by using a lot of saggy latex that was just mm-hmm. looking like it was falling off of his skin and delicious bones saggy and latex. And then the bit where Bodicker runs him over, uh, they basically <laughs> built a dummy where its head would just explode on impact, and awesome. they threw balloons filled with leftover food from catering at the windshield. So, like you know, its brains that view it just looked like just yeah. brains and all sorts of gruesome stuff.
1: Nice. <laughs> Nice. That's a really cool sequence. Like, it was one of those things where, like, oh, they went balls to the wall. They don't give a fuck. It was great. It was great. And the fucking, like, when he drops the thing on him, like, all the, the, like, metal onto RoboCop, and he's like, oh, "Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I was like, yeah, my work from Juilliard paid off. Hell yeah. Love it. Uh, The film's score, it was composed Mm. by. Basil or Basil Polidorus. Uh sorry, I'm American, so I say Basil. But it might be Basil. <laughs> basil. It's pretty. It's a pretty iconic theme. Yeah, it, it is. feels like it could be a theme for the Avengers, like you were talking about the Avengers earlier. Yeah, yeah. And how it owes a lot to RoboCop, you feel? But not like, for sure. Yeah, it just feels like a. It could be Captain sure. America's theme. or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, like
1: even like the way like Iron Man or the Winter Soldier, even like carry that whole I'm brooding, I'm a machine kind of thing. Like, yeah, even like the the music, you do feel that like the, it's very grand, mm-hmm. but like in a really, yeah, in a, in a really like accessible, sense, I guess. Like, it's yeah. not like, yeah, you know, you know, do, 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 is there anybody get what I'm saying?
0: Did you know, though, in the original theatrical trailer... Ryan Pictures decided to stick in for whatever reason. I don't know if the theme wasn't done or what, but our boy Terminator comes back in because if you watch that original theatrical trailer, you can hear Mm -hmm. the classic Terminator theme song instead.
1: (laughs) It's like, you like that robot guy? Here, take this one. He is smaller and fits in a car.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they did that because it was just just sort of like hey this is a ryan pictures we yeah. have the rights like banking it. off and that
1: success yeah yeah for sure. it just
0: subliminally putting it in your head like oh him. this reminds me of terminator i want to go Whoa. see this it's
1: terminator um, police okay
0: yeah uh so did you know there's a hidden easter egg in the end credits of the film
1: no i did not so,
0: you want know, talk about more avengers in credits bullshit all right God so damn. you know like oh, you know mcu <laughs> shit
1: This is not what Scorsese wanted. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know how at the end of films, though, there's always that sort of unauthorized duplication sort of thing. All right. So, in the end of Robocop, next time you watch it, look out for it. uh, There's the line, and it says, Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability and criminal prosecution by enforcement droids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That means Just you could pirate it because enforcement droids aren't real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not endorsing that. I'm sorry. Don't, uh, don't,
0: do not say that because. No, uh, no, no, no. Please cut that out. Droids are very real.
1: <laughs> droids are, droids. Are, these are, these are not the droids you were looking
0: for. Yeah. These Please are the listen droids. to last week. These episode. droids. Yeah. I we'll
1: mean, look for you. Um.
0: They'll <laughs> disguise themselves as Amazon delivery droids. Fuck those. <laughs> and,
1: oh, man. A word, John Connor.
0: Are you John Connor?
1: Are you Jeff Bezos?
0: (laughs) All right, so the film was originally given an X rating up to 11 or 12 times because (laughs) the board was just really against like scenes like the melting scene,
1: uh
0: huh, Murphy's murder scene. Yeah, Yeah. they had a full day with Murphy's murder murder in a
1: boardroom. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so after a lot of like cuts. Toning things down, uh, adding in maybe some of the funnier takes they did with the satire of the news and the commercials and yeah. the TV show. Like I buy that for a dollar. The, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty funny. They tried to lighten the mood as much as they can, and they finally got past with an R. But I think there was even things like I said. I I think I said I'd come back to this earlier um, mm-hmm. with Boddicker's henchmen being really yeah. funny. Yeah, was. Something I think that rubbed the board, the motion picture kind of the wrong America, way, right? But, like the wrong way, yeah, because it was just yeah. like, man, these guys are having too fun. <laughs> like, yeah, like so these guys are having Murphy's so much fun. death scene did not yeah. really exist the way it exists today. Like, in, in the uncut versions you can find on like Blu ray and stuff, uh, does not exist. In the original theatrical version, because they Ooh. basically cut out a lot of it. Like I've, I'm pretty sure they don't have the whole thing. Like, will you give, will you give this guy a hand? Or yeah, you know, like, <laughs> that was funny. They, I was like, that's a good line. Yeah, that's a I could be wrong like, about he that did a bit. in particular, but
1: no, yeah, it was like, well, yeah, he shoots his hand off, being like, would you give this guy a hand? And then they all band <laughs> together and just was like, ra ta ta, and shot him yeah. up together as a group. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, these characters, like the villains, got to bond more. I think, and you can know them a little bit better as characters because they're a bit funnier than the rest of the like the rest of the cast. And I was like, yeah. "That's."
0: I mean, that's like, you're. I get it.
1: It's Verhoeven. It's good guys. A play. fucking
0: robot. I mean, you have yeah. to have some fun characters Levity. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Who knew it'd be pretty much the entire crew? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like every henchman is a, is a clown.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the scientists <laughs> were funny as well. Yeah. Like they made Definitely. it a point, I think, to like whenever it was RoboCop and a bunch of people around him, that RoboCop would be the straight man and everybody was doing bits. Like it was, yeah, it was, yeah. it's how they rolled.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was just you know, it was a lot of, a lot of like craziness going on, and it's obviously just the most Bearhoven thing possible to have yeah, like sure. an insane amount of blood and guts because he thinks that shit's funny, and then he mm-hmm. also will probably make everyone feel better about everything just using the humor yeah. and, which is also very Verhoeven. i don't know it's it's funny yeah. i mean apparently it's- peter weller like he was having problems even hearing with the the helmet on and everything so mm. you know he he had like special stuff going on like inside of his suit to like try to be able to hear and at some points he like particularly like maybe the shootout scene inside of the um, warehouse. He just like had like headphones in and I think he was listening to Peter Gabriel and stuff inside of his suit, just kind of like zoning it all out. And he was just like, that was the greatest because I was just like- That's what RoboCop is vibing to?
1: RoboCop (laughs) is vibing to Peter 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 Gabriel?
0: Gabriel? Yeah. I might have the artist wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was said Peter Gabriel. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs)
1: That's so funny. Yeah. You no, know, it's like and that's like I think it's it was a trade off. Like if Verhoeven can get his boobies, he will get all the blood and the guts and the glory.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I Fair I choice. don't know. Like it you know, I didn't say this earlier, but like I can't remember the like last time I saw Robocop and i, I know it was like when I was a kid and I just somehow haven't watched it as an adult and mm. it was like watching it again for the first time the other night, which was really yeah. great. And uh like, cause I had forgotten so much of it, you know? And I was just like, wow, like this movie's wild. And it's I wild. think just working at the cinema and stuff and like seeing bits and pieces, you just, you know, and You the, have to come into contact with it. Yeah. Like the iconic yeah, you know stuff. know the yeah. scenes, but yeah, th- it was just funny to watch the whole thing the whole package and everything. And yeah, it's wild. And the version I saw was obviously the uncut version mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it'd be wild to see the theatrical version and all the stuff that had to be cut be out. Be cut compromises. Out, yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
1: I wonder if that does <laughs> exist though because I don't, like obviously it does have some value like that copy existing but also. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I started at the PCC um, for the tri- the Verhoeven Triple Bill which is like one of my favorite nights ever because mm-hmm. it was Robocop, Total so Recall and Starship Troopers and it was that whole thing of yeah, you see the, like not just the director but I think the, the craft, and how much contribution these films have had to the genre, like grow every yeah. film, just the the like vast improvement in technology, but also technique, like so vivid, so clear and so awesome that you just yeah. grow to appreciate it a lot more. And then watching it this time around on my tiny laptop under isolation was kind of just like I was I was having a good time and I wasn't like, you know, like. I was thinking about it a lot and I was still having a good time as opposed to just having a good time because it was a Verhoeven realm, you know?
0: Yeah. You yeah. can get totally lost watching something yeah. like this in the cinema for sure. For sure. For <laughs> Which sure. is very for important. Sure. Yeah. And that's why we do this because we want to keep cinema alive because it's, yes. it's brilliant like watching a film like this. And a lot of other people thought it was brilliant when it came yeah. out because it was a big hit. Mm. At the box office, it grossed fifty three point four million dollars on a thirteen million dollar budget. Holy shit! And it would open at number one on its first week. Awesome! Uh, and it would stay at number one during its second week. And it did, I don't know, like maybe sixteen overall that year. Like, so it did really well for a film that relatively low budget. I mean, it was a big
1: yeah. big budget
0: for Beethoven. but like, you yeah. know, they did a lot it was with low that budget thirteen million. It's his
1: first big Hollywood action flick, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. that's pretty major. That's awesome.
0: We were talking about the uh, cops and stuff in the film loving Robocop, but uh, writers and producers were concerned that cops in real life would be offended by their portrayal in the movie. But, on the contrary, they loved it. Cops love Robocop. Uh, Because they they secretly want to
1: unionize? Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: And strike. I'm sure is there's plenty
0: of uh, cop unions out there. I'm, I don't, I'm not yeah. sure there's a problem with that in America. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but do they want to
1: strike? Uh, that's the question that maybe. RoboCop asks, right? Do they want to strike? Yeah.
0: Do you want to strike? <laughs> uh, they especially enjoy the scene where RoboCop throws Boddicker through the through the plane's glass the, window yeah. or whatever. Is reading uh, Boddicker his abbreviated rendition of the Miranda rights?
1: <laughs> yeah. He keeps getting interrupted. It's like yeah. you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> and you say, Canada will be used against you. After, right after he says, hey, what, I don't work for. I work for this guy. I work for that. Ex- I work for Dick. Something." Um, yeah. It was really. Oh man, that was also like yeah. this is really violent, but also why is this funny? Why am I laughing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort of like the whole Robocop vibe, which I think I like. What I like about it a lot, but it's yeah, yeah. Mm. a bit ballsy.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the film, it was turned into a huge frans- franchise, obviously. It spawned yep. two sequels with RoboCop mm-hmm. 2 and 3. Yep. And then also the remake in 2014. 2014. Yep. And then there was also two different live-action TV shows. Yeah. There was a couple of different animated programs, numerous video games, even a RoboCop and Terminator video game back on Damn. the NES, NES or Super NES. I can't remember which one.
1: Oh, I would uh, track so track that down.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't ever try to do a film with you know, Robocop and Terminator. Robocop and Terminator.
1: Yeah, like a Freddy Krueger it's, fucking
0: like uh, Jason. Jason, yeah, sorry. Yeah, well the thing is cause Orion Pictures owned both owned the of them. Owned
1: the rights for both, right? yeah. So like But I feel like it's hard to
0: mesh those two together. Yeah. Well they yeah. certainly did it with a video game. And yeah. it's something that has been, you know, asked throughout the years plenty of times of who would win? You know, Robocop versus Terminator. What do you think? And luckily, there's Death Battle who settled it. Ah. Um, yeah. So y- you can YouTube this, go to Death Battle mm-hmm. and look up Robocop versus Terminator. Uh, I always thought that Terminator would actually win. Me too. But, but does Robocop they win? They gave it to Robocop. Yeah. Because ah. he's wily their... and kind
1: of tiny, you know? Like- yeah.
0: I don't know. I think it was just something to do with he was a little bit more indestructible or something, which
1: I was, I don't know. <laughs> It, uh, like a, an article from um, comic book review i think I don't, I don't i don't remember the acronym for this but it's like a uh, robocop versus terminator is fun but alien versus predator was better and i was like oh. <laughs> of course he would think that <laughs> <laughs> i love that oh, i love nerds yeah
0: so robocop you know he also appeared in some pretty funny things actually one thing that i meant to write down mm-hmm. and i forgot that was inspired by robocop puncher. that's awesome is uh Family mm. Matters. Do oh. Remember, do you remember, like, there Which was a what? robot Which? cop version of Steve Urkel? Yeah. I can't, remember, I can't remember what his name was. Oh, my God. But it was very much like Robocop, I'm, but he I'm looked gonna just Google like I'm going to Google Robot Urkel. Urkel.
1: Robot Steve Urkel. It's, it's, you, it's, you had, Urkelbot. 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 But Urkelbot was essentially, like, c 3 meets yeah. Robocop robocop
0: like, yeah. <laughs> it's great but yeah. actually uh robocop himself actually appeared in a couple of funny things that i found online well one i knew from childhood um but the other i found online which was pretty hilarious was he was selling frozen fried chicken in a nice. Korean <laughs> commercial <laughs> in like 1990 yes. it was hilarious uh he's so fucking silver like so bright and silver. He, uh, it's like a holographic Pokemon card. Or hell something. yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! I'd and buy then, the
1: hell out of that chicken.
0: Also, for some reason, mm-hmm. in 1990, WCW. Well, I mean, I know why, uh, but here we go. Wrestling. Let's go. It to, took
1: ages to get to a um, wrestling reference. No, no, we mentioned The <laughs> Rock earlier. Never mind. No, I take it back. I feel like
0: okay. I feel like no that one didn't count. Like, if there was any any of these people who know. I like wrestling and might be wrestling fans themselves would not let me live this down if I don't mention this. Please don't let me live this down. When RoboCop 2 was coming out in 1990, Uh WCW for some reason decided to create an event called Capital Combat. And they did this obviously in Washington, D.C. It was billed as Capital Combat, RoboCop's Revenge or RoboCop's Return. And it's like all about you know, these WCW's wrestlers with Robocop tune in to see Robocop. It was like promoted heavily. <laughs> it's just Does like Robocop, RoboCop fight thing. these wrestlers. Okay, so as Robocop, WCW's biggest good guy named Sting yeah. back when he was like, still surfer, blonde hair, Sting pre crow, you know, him going into isolation and watching the crow and becoming yeah. um, Eric Draven. Uh, Not to be
1: confused <laughs> with Sting, the lead singer of the police.
0: Yeah, which there is a, a photo of the two Stings together, Holy both holding shit. holding a bass guitar, I think, uh, which is amazing. You should look it up. The
1: police, um, <laughs> Robocop, come on. <laughs> Free association.
0: Anyway, yeah, here we go. Sorry. It's all together, the trifecta. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, Sting is locked into a cage and by the bad guys, mm-hmm. and uh, Robocop comes see him? out. To save him, oh my God. And it's the funniest shit ever. He comes out, and he just like he's walking so slow, proper. I don't know. I tried to look it up. I wasn't. I'm not sure if Peter Weller Please did this or me. if just someone I else did this. I don't think Peter
1: Weller would do
0: it. Yeah, I mean, because it was a tie-in for RoboCop too. So obviously, yeah. there was a lot of money being thrown around as this sort of like cross promotion thing. But mm-hmm. the guy who did it did a really good job coming down really slow, like a Robo- RoboCop would. And he just goes up to the cage and he just rips the cage door off. But like when he does it, like, you could just see the <laughs> bar on the cage was just like so flexible. And it was just, it's so bad. Yeah. So bad. And really Robocop and this. Sting just team up. It's so dumb. Like they don't hey, wrestle. Man. They Adventure. don't wrestle properly, but it's just <laughs> this whole like Robocop. <laughs> so dumb, oh, man, dude, early
1: yeah. 90s cross promotion. is
0: a Yeah. Domiculus. So, I mean, it's debatable if, you know, Ready to Rumble and David Arquette, you know, <laughs> you want to go all the way back to episode one with us, hey, you know, me and Ariel. Well
1: back, yeah. It's
0: debatable if that was oh one of the God. worst it's things, debatable. having David Arquette win the world title. You know, yeah. But RoboCop did appear on WCW years and years before, and somehow that didn't put him out of business. So I don't know. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I just wanted to bring up how, like, uh, on community there's like a robocop parody that abed and troy really like called kick puncher and yeah. the sequel to it is called kick puncher detroit which I yeah. Was like, yeah i forgot like, about I adore that i it yeah they're funny
0: like someone was asking us about uh with our goodfellas episode um mm. if we remember the c- community goodfellas sort of tire yeah around, the chicken episode like, yeah, of I, like i need to re-watch uh Dude, community because i've only watched that's it once all through, i've been so. doing dog what well yeah i mean <gasps> Fair enough. Just once, fair enough. You're like you're
1: yeah you're like you're like more of an it's always sunny guy anyway.
0: Yeah, I always watch yeah. that over and over and over and over. All right, so I gave away my big my big smoking gun, if you yeah. will, of uh, of a uh, guy who gets shot in the dick being Andrew Carver. But awesome. there's a couple of other cool cameos in the film, particularly by Verhoeven himself. Did you know he's in the film? So one of the pictures they show in the police database when they're showing oh, all the people is Verhoeven yeah. and a bunch of the other cast and crew. But also Ajax. when the guy kicks Robocop in the balls in uh, the club and he hurts his foot and oh, the show, guy laughing. like sort of the people of the night. Yeah. The guy laughing. Yeah, that's Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. An and apparently
0: that wasn't, you know, it was supposed to be intentionally in the film. It was just filmed. As Verhoven was trying to show the extras how he wanted them to react. Yeah, and but he was hey, just he standing there. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. Those that are trying to kick him in the balls. That was so funny. <laughs> oh man. That's the thing. You you think about Robocop and you finally be like, oh, that was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're wrapping up here. Robocop, yes. uh obviously it's pretty,
1: pretty big iconic
0: film. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's important to a lot of people, particularly to the people in Detroit. Um, Mm -hmm. So Detroit, obviously has gone through a lot of tough times. Uh, It was kind of a perfect example for this film to like, you know, to use as a city that's, you know, just completely gone off the rails. Uh, Edward Neumeyer said that he, he picked it because he was just like, you know, it's the most clear cut example of the American dream dying. Like Detroit, when you think of it, because, like, you know, it was, like, the big auto industry place. in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, basically, all the auto factories shut down, and they start sending a lot of stuff overseas. And, you know, Japanese cars were becoming a big thing, and European cars were becoming a big thing. So, it just really killed the American motor industry. And he was Mm. just like, it's the perfect place for RoboCop to be put in. So... In 2011, Detroit's mayor start talking about like all these ways they can propose to to bring the city back to like being a prosperous city, mm-hmm. and people jokingly asked, "Would it include a RoboCop statue?" <laughs> ah, <laughs> the mayor said no. So numerous crowdfunding campaigns formed, and they actually raised enough money to build the statue. But Aww. as of today at this time, yeah. obviously nothing's happening today. Yeah, but, uh, nothing's happening today. But yeah, it's that was back in 2011 that that whole Aww. thing kicked off and there still isn't an ETA of when the statue is going to be built. But that kind of is the most fitting thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with this film. Yeah. That uh, like, some digital thing would come together to bring so yeah, it's, this to Robocop statue it. to life. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't happen. Where's that money? Who's got the money? RoboCop what do they do with it? it? <laughs> but anyway. Is Robocop a fascist film? (laughs) Man. Just
1: when I thought we were out of the woods. Um, Oh, man. To me, not really. Yeah. Like, I think if anything, it's a real, like, I think Verhoeven does this really incredible thing of being able to take on all of this sort of political not even agenda, like, all the projections that I think everyone expects from him, especially given all his work in Europe and all Mm -hmm. his future work, Um, and sort of crosses a fine line between this is what I think versus actually this is what's going on or, like, actually all of this is kind of, not even a joke, it's like, you should really take a good look at this and I'm going to help you do that by making fun of it. Yeah. Cuz no like a police state is definitely no joke and having yeah. like um like a couple of machines essentially given their own autonomy to yeah, read somebody their Miranda rights or arrest them or shoot them dead or blow up a gas station like that's really heavy but I think that in itself is the commentary Verhoven was trying to get across. Like mm-hmm. he's not saying this is good or bad. He's saying actually, if this happens, it'd be pretty fucked up. um But at the same time, there's that like, some sometimes people can argue that he does go a little too far. Like you know, like the the bike bike yeah. juxtaposing like, oh yeah, this motherfucker is getting his arm shot the fuck off, and then the <laughs> next scene yeah. he his in, his entire being is being stripped away. You know, his identity yeah. is being stripped away, and that's the whole thing like individualism versus like the collective like and then that again comes up in the whole the cops are striking and then that again comes up in like the the criminals want to band together but they all hate each other or the you know Mm -hmm. corporate greed will ultimately be the greatest evil you know so i think i wouldn't say it's fascist i think it's pretty anti-capitalist despite being a product of capitalism itself which essentially is what robocop is like yeah robocop himself you know so yeah he's I don't he's created what I to yeah.
0: destroy his own capitalist system that he was created
1: by <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah Where are we i all? mean
0: it's it's a yeah it, it's an interesting thing and it comes up a lot with uh yeah. verhoeven's films you know particularly sure. like w- another big example starship would be with starship troopers yeah, and i'm like, always like the people who the think that you don't get it. it anti-fascists yeah like yeah to me it's anti-fascist there was was a really interesting quote i can't remember who said it but i think it was something to do with like you know maybe the 20th anniversary you know release of a Mm -hmm. blu-ray or something with robocop and someone called it fascism for liberals or something or liberal fascism it was a really weird interesting take it was a hot take yeah it was a hot take i was looking at it like for a little bit last night and uh to be honest i was more focused on trying to just get this episode together so i didn't really read through the whole thing but it was kind of an interesting like way to look at it Mm -hmm. because it kind of went into a lot of Mm -hmm. like it's not necessarily the people who are you know the the companies being like you know the company and all the bad guys in this film being the actual bad guys uh it's kind of the whole system itself it's not necessarily them because they're just kind of bumbling fools who are, and just, they're yeah, you know, they're
1: part of yeah. the system.
0: Yeah, but it's and that it's that like the whole system of, yeah. itself is like you know the gentrification like and all that sort of yeah. stuff. That's the real bad guy, and yeah, it's interesting. Um,
1: it's interesting. It's interesting I mean, to look at it that way, but I also feel like gentrification and even the privatization of like civil service or public services is a product of like.
2: The government's willingness. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, No, like it's the government's
1: willingness to sell out to these big corporations because where the fuck is the money coming from? And again, that's like a definitely like I think this is the most ahead of its time or like insight into American capitalism as it is today. Mm -hmm. Because even in England, like, you know, losing healthcare services to privatization has destructive impacts, you know, and imagine losing. Like yeah, imagine imagine losing the police, the firemen, the army, which I think little by little is already chipping away, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not that kind of podcast, but it's also one of those things that are like it comes up in these films, and yes. you will have to like we will have to talk about them, and it's a whole yeah. thing of how do you want to talk about them, and you know, like John and I aren't exactly like scholars when it comes to like having yeah, yeah. critique, but like yeah, yeah. that's that's but we're, we're take. also
0: not afraid to. We're not afraid to some say tough Yeah. stuff sometimes. I mean, obviously yeah. we've we've covered some pretty horrible things in the past. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's I think it's worth, you know, tackling at times and you have to kinda like yeah. stand up to things and talk about things and you know Be
1: good to people. I think Robocop yeah. was also showing everybody that actually like it's kind of a cynical look in a way where like if you really think about it, nobody has your best interests at heart you know because even if robocop is like i'm gonna protect and serve he was like i'm gonna fuck up the people that fucked me up first you know which in turn will protect and serve and what does that say about law enforcement what does that say about the privatization of law enforcement what does that say about corporate america like Mm. it goes on and on and on and you can look at this film through so many different lenses and i think that's also like a really great thing about a lot of like what Verhoeven can do especially with um Starship Troopers even with Showgirls, it's like that's a whole yeah. other conversation about gender and the you know um like commodification of women's bodies like mm-hmm. it's this is like commodification of you know human labor but yeah yeah you know.
0: I mean you know it's interesting though because when this time ta- the time period of when this film yeah. came out a lot of people look at it as being this like amazing allegory for like current times like trumpism and all that like oh it's amazing when you look at it but i mean fuck this was like during reagan's like the end of reagan's era like this Yeah. yeah so shit was fucked back then and it's like
1: it's still fucked now it's funny how nothing's nothing's changed you
0: know nothing changes um nothing changes and And again that's why we hope it does i don't know and
1: And like robocop doesn't even begin to cover everything detroit has gone through like i don't think Mm -hmm. race relations were even touched as much or at all i'd say in robocop like you get like a couple of black characters here and there but none of them are like you know major players to the plot unless they were comic relief and you rarely you see black men but there are no black women in the film um Mm -hmm. like yeah it's that whole you know this is that's the thing with sci-fi that i think people are really cautious of now especially with like you know star wars and things like that just being like what is the kind of future you want to represent and i think like at the time and still now, I think is the thing that that film posits at its core as well. What kind of future do you want to see? Mm-hmm. And if it's this, well, we got to reevaluate some stuff, you know.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I. Uh, that makes me not want to bring up the next thing I was going to say. Go for it. That's too nice, but this is just so silly. Beethoven, uh, yeah. he sometimes likes to. Bring up sort of religious imagery into films Yeah. And I'm so excited for his new film. He basically says that in some interview he did, that Robocop was basically Jesus.
1: <laughs> that would make me feel really bad for Jesus. Because yeah. I think you got to give Jesus a little bit more credit. I think Jesus had like a little bit more agency. And also, Jesus is a carpenter, did water to wine. What the fuck did Robocop do? Unscrew his head, eat baby food? No. That's not the no, same No, but there thing.
0: is a, there is that bit where yeah, he's, like, Son uh, God, whatever. Where he's yeah. walking through through water. Yeah. And that was supposed to be sort of like imagery for oh Jesus my God, walking Jesus. on water. Yeah, but it did <laughs>
1: did like, you know, a ton of metal drop on Jesus's head when he was walking on water? No. Um, no, I think I think that really does rob a lot maybe that's for attention, but like like I don't yeah. know. But it does rob a lot of the um, I guess, iconography of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, same goes with like. But then, who would God be in that case? Like, the corporation? Fuck no! Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want. I may or may not want to get into this.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. don't either. I mean, that that was just kind of funny because yeah. you had a really nice sort of <laughs> no,
1: and thing then I was there, like, he's not. Jesus I've, I've ruined it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I'm a, I'm a fan of Brian, by the way. Um, for if anyone wants to know where I stand religiously, yeah, he's, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. He's very naughty. And uh, with that, this has been RoboCop. This
1: has been RoboCop. (laughs) It was such a long way around to RoboCop. yeah, thank you for having me.
0: No worries. I hope this does justice to anyone who you know wanted to hear a robocop episode and yeah. uh to louisa who actually suggests okay. suggest us to yeah. you know wanted to hear this so yeah <laughs> you
1: know there's no harm no foul in being a little bit more critical about the things you consume
0: no. oh no i mean i don't yeah. think there's much criticism there's a lot of love no for yeah here. a lot of love just, for
1: it yeah and then just me going on my like anti-capitalist yeah. rants but no i know.
0: i think like um i wonder if they're I don't know, man. Robocop, it was surprisingly a lot of stuff going on with it um, when I was looking up details. And I ex- I really didn't expect that, you know, when you're going through, you know, IMDb and all sorts of different, like, lists and all that sort of stuff trying to do research. Like, um, sometimes you get a film like this and, you know, you go through it really quickly. But this one, there was a lot going on. And I think it was yeah. a, really funny with the whole Peter Weller and the suit thing. And yeah. Him like quitting and or, or getting fired and all that. So it's it's an interesting film. Uh Robocop's is, hilarious yeah. though. It's a, a important piece Fine. of uh you know eighties sci-fi action and yeah. just like yeah, just you know, a commentary on um the time period of then yeah. and how it just you know really fits nicely with, you know, any time period because there's yeah. always gonna be it is Timeless Best that we're extent. living through, yeah. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's the thinking man's robot movie.
0: Yeah, know? screw that. Uh, what was that? Was, was it Will Smith? Was it? <laughs> was was it Will Smith's R- Will Smith's robot film that he had? I Robot. Oh my god! <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here!
1: Was that not After Earth? Am I thinking about another film?
0: And you remember the? It was like the I Robot film where it was like they had all the robot. Like AI sort of creatures, like you know, oh. robots basically, and there was thought, like a whole room full of them, and one went rogue. And Will Smith was wait like, the
1: animated one.
0: Uh, I mean it was live action, but the robot. Oh no, never mind. Certainly Sorry, CGI. Sorry. I'm thinking about yeah. robots, and you don't know iRobot. No, what? because
1: I the iRobot that I know, I'm young. The iRobot that I know was like a Netflix film about a boy who gets an iPhone lodged in his head.
0: <laughs> Let me just double check to see if that's what it was called because I don't want to be calling it because um, that's very that's very much like me to just call it uh, the wrong film. No, that's yeah. what it was called. Uh, I yeah, Robot. thank you for yeah, listening to our
1: episode of Supercup. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: All right, next 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 uh, month we're talking about iRobot. Then I guess no. <laughs> Please God no. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much, Ariane, for coming no back.
1: Thank you for having me always i mean
0: i feel like i want obviously i said earlier that we were going to try to do a couple of things uh with these podcasts on patreon every month now Mm -hmm. so that was mainly and i said to you in the message that i just wanted to talk to you more so that's giving me a reason to for us to get together because yeah because we don't don't see each other a lot anymore
1: because we live in different countries now
0: yeah so it's good to shoot the shit with you. Of um, course, man. it's always yeah, it's fun. Cool. Always a pleasure. <laughs> I That's hope you're pleasure.
1: doing well. I'm all right. Hope you're doing yeah. good. Give my love to Steve and Julia as always.
0: What are you up to? Where where can people find you? What's going on We're in Martin? your life right now? You got um, a whole business going on?
1: I um I directed a video for Vice. It's out now. It's yeah, it's about vaginas. It's in Indonesian. It's great. Um I'm really <laughs> proud of it. So that's out now. Um, I'm not really on social media at the moment, but give me a follow anyway. I'll be back soon um, at Ariane and Indita on Instagram and Twitter. And with me, I've just been like, I've been writing more and I've been reading more and I've been painting more and I've started to write music again. So I was like, okay, sweet. I think we're on, we're on to some shit. Nice but sweet. it's that whole thing of like, I'm, I'm going to try and spend this time for me as much as possible because it's probably the only time i'm going to get it which is an absolute privilege so, yeah.
0: yeah no i think that's incredibly important to do you know mm-hmm. just like figure out like i don't know or just don't just you know just have yourself to be comfortable and yeah just have a good time try to enjoy as yeah. much you can if if you can be creative yeah. awesome if you can't just enjoy like this time because, you know, like you said, you're not going to get time like this ever again, probably. <laughs> you yeah, know but at I the mean? same
1: time, like, there's yeah. no pressure to be doing anything at this time because it's yeah. like a collectively traumatic experience. So exactly, be kind to yourselves, please, yeah, and drink for sure. water. <laughs> drink yeah. a lot of water, yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah. my sign-off to everything. You can ask anybody that works at <laughs> the Prince Charles. The last thing I will say to them before we all go home is like, please drink water. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> just not the toxic water just not from the toxic RoboCop. Cop. No, <laughs>
1: no. RoboCop doesn't even drink water. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I've, I'm Jonathan, obviously. Yes. Where, where, can, where at, can we find you, Jonathan? At tall for all T-A-L-L, the number, number four, four, A-L-L. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.
1: Yeah. Um, what city
0: yeah. you got going on? I've been uh, playing music, you know, a lot more, which has been good. Yeah. Working on my music, and uh, I've gotten like I don't know, like six songs sort of down. Nice. For my next record, so yes. I only need like four more, maybe. The I don't know. So yeah. Tall. Um, yeah, it's gonna happen. Hopefully. It's- you know before too long um hopefully before the end of this year i will release a new album i I felt like i said that last year but this year i mean it but i actually have time i'm one of these people that realizes that uh i didn't have enough time before and i'm finally finding time to do things
1: for sure i'm also that person dude i spent so much time running around trying to make rent and tell jokes that i forgot to like take care of myself so this is like oh actually you have time now what crazy (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe that was your problem you never could figure out time and it was always a con- it's not real you Didn't dog. have enough of it
1: yeah <laughs> it's like now that i have enough of it, it's like maybe you're real i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me All right.
0: i think mean, that's a good way to sign off on this episode right.
1: so take care yeah. i
0: yeah love you everyone thanks love for you. Uh, thanks again to Louisa for this. Uh, it's been fun talking about RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And if Good you're hearing thoughts. this on the main timeline, you're excited about this stuff. You know, you could always hit us up at the po- at podcast at Prince Charles Cinema via mm-hmm. email, or you can hit us up at the PCC podcast on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. We have an Let Instagram, us know how right? we're doing. And yeah, go to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. $5 or more a month. You get bonus episodes. And hey, we're staying two now.
1: Yeah, we're saying. Two, two now.
0: fucking episodes. Two fucking episodes. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Love Bye-bye. you, Ariane. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>